Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. Today is August 7th of 2023 and this is my Q&A podcast made for my Facebook virtual coaching group that has over 100 active members every month in 26 states and two international uh, and also um, have had about 285 people sign up in the last three years. August is my three-year celebration of my virtual coaching group. Of course, I've been a horse trainer, barrel racing uh, coach, um, barrel horse trainer, clinics, lessons, all of that since the early 90s in Colorado and in Florida since 2001. So I'm going to get right into my Q&A for today. And the topic today is three ways to succeed in um, barrel racing. And I'd like to welcome new members before I start that. Carrie and Natalie from Kentucky. And I wanted to mention that, um, you know, I've, those of you that know me well know that um, I'm very, at the beginning of every year, I always tell you guys to set a goal you know, it could be something like I want to be in the top five in a certain division. And then when you want to work that goal backwards, you kind of set yourself up a, a weekly schedule, a daily schedule, whatever works best for you. And then you look at yourself and analyze where you're at. Does your horse need some work? Do you need some work? Do you need to work with your coach closer? Um, and then you just start, you know, doing a little bit each day to work towards it. And make sure you make all, you know, put it in your calendar, all the shows, so that you can be there to, to better your chances to be in the top five, etc. So um, I think it's important to set goals. Um, do goals get sidetracked? Absolutely. And um, that's something that you just have to be patient about. I know for me, um, you know, life threw me a lot of wrenches after I got divorced. I was married for 24 years with him, 26 years. It was a huge lifestyle change. Um, and, you know, my son moved, you know, finished college and, and was out of state. It was just a big change. So for me, um, everything kind of happened at once. My uh, left hip started having issues. I thought I could work through it and it got worse and worse. And so anyways, long story short, as all of you know, I finally got hip surgery in February, at the end of February this year. So I've been back in the saddle for two months and I finally started loping Rocky and, um, you know, I had to leg him up slow cause he had been off for a year, but you know, it was awesome. And also I was trying to lose weight. I've lost 10 pounds and it's just from, you know, being active and paying attention to eating healthy. Um, you know, and, and I'm still trying to lose more. It's just, like I said, sometimes goals take longer and, you know, and, and then you expect them to. But you just keep working at them a little bit each day and you will get there. And and nobody really um, knows what your dreams are. Only you really down deep know what your dreams are. Maybe your spouse or your best friend or, um, you know, your family members. But but down deep, everybody has their goals and their dreams. And a lot of times those get, you know, sidetracked left and right. So today's topic, I really want to discuss that in hopes that it will help um, people succeed whether it's in life or barrel racing or or chasing that dream of yours so that's going to be our topic i have a few questions to answer today as well um i did do the personal best drawing for uh july i think we had about 20 people 
which is awesome. We want to celebrate everyone's win. But Brooke in Colorado won it, and she chose the TLC hat as her prize. So congratulations to Brooke, but congratulations to everybody that had a personal best last month. The challenges for August. Um, the mindset is to try to find joy in every day. And let me tell you, some days are harder than others. Um, you know, Monday, first thing out the bat, I spilled my coffee all over the floor. Uh, my I had two horses that have a, a lame foot, like, you know, dealing with an abscess of two out of four of my horses. Um, and I think it's abscesses because it's pretty bad lameness. And the farrier came out and checked them and all that. And so, I mean, you have all these little things that happen, but you can still find the joy in things. Um, you know, called my son and caught up with him. That brought me joy. Talked to my dad on the phone. That brought me joy. So you can always find joy in every single day, even if there are things that are challenging. Um, and then our skill uh, for August is going to be continuing with the summer series and the back to basics. I will be posting a video in the group every week of something you can work on, whether it's dry work, drills, or even a tune-up on barrels and poles. Um, and some of you that are in states like Florida that are experiencing, you know, the high 90s and with humidity on all of that, um, you're only riding maybe 30 minutes really early in the morning or really late in the evening. Um, so keeping a, a, a lesson, I mean, a ride short and sweet but effective is really important. So I hope these videos that I post in the group are helpful to you. So um, I've got a couple more videos to do today for the group that have come in from the weekend. So I'll be working on those after my lesson this morning. And um, let's see what else. Uh, let's go ahead and get right into the questions. So uh, someone had asked me how I got rid of cellulitis in my horse. And um, Briscoe did show up with some cellulitis. So I immediately called the vet and got some SMZs. And I gave her uh, SMZs twice a day. Um, the vet said 10 days, but in seven days, she was hundred percent better. Of course you have to finish your antibiotics, but, um, so I did the butte, the SMZs. And then I also added, which I think is a huge help topically. I use Cypress essential oil, which is, I use doTERRA and, um, I mix that with a little bit of coconut, fractionated coconut oil, which I also get from doTERRA and, um, I massage that few drops and, you know, just the palm of my hand, I'll put a little bit of coconut oil and a few drops of cypress. And I massage the leg upward because legs don't have the circulation that the rest of the body does. You always want to massage a leg upward. So I massage that in. And then I apply a little miracle clay poultice over the top of that. And I leave her and let her just stay like that till the next day. And uh, I do it every morning. And then the next morning, I rinse her legs, cold hose them. And do it again and within five days it was 100% better which was great because it was swollen and hot literally from her ankle to her hock so so it was good to see her feeling better because um, that's a painful thing to go through um, I also keep lavender on hand as many of you know um, tick bites she I think that's what started it she had a tick bite on her teeth and so I put the lavender on her teeth normally she doesn't like me you know up around that area but she completely wanted me there um and that's how you you'll see often your gelding's sheath or your mare's teeth one side will be swollen and it can sometimes be a tick bite it could be you know a different kind of bug bite too but but i'll usually use lavender not on the inside but the outside um for the gelding's sheaths uh 
but um, but definitely on the external part, I'll put it in, um, and you'll see the swelling go down in a day or so. So summertime's the hardest time for bugs, not necessarily flies. Like I don't have a problem with flies right now because I have dragonflies and they seem to eat them all, but gnats and mosquitoes for sure at nighttime or when the sun's going down seem to aggravate the horses the most. So like I said, I'll put fly spray. I'll use chemical and I have a natural, but the chemical lasts the best, the longest time for, especially at nighttime with mosquitoes. So I'll put a little bit on a sponge and rub it around their eyes and their ears, and then I'll spray it on their bodies and their legs. And that seems to keep them from rubbing because of bugs aggravating them. And it just keeps them from waking up in the morning with a bunch of bite marks all over them too. So mine are smart enough to go in the barn when the sun's going down to get away from my, my horses have the option of in and out. So they always are in their shelters as the sun goes down because they're smart. They know when the bugs come out and then they tend to venture back out after a while. So, all right. So that's that question. Um, the next question was what's the cheapest, um, but effective joint, um, supplement you would use orally. So uh, a lot of times people forget about MSM. MSM can be really inexpensive. Um, like uh, you can get dynamite has a really high quality MSM and I think it's like 30, $35 once it's shipped. And I think it lasts, um, cause you only give like one teaspoon and it's, um, one pound. So I think that's like 96 days for one horse. It's like 35 bucks. So it's almost 35 cents a day, which is really cheap considering like glycosamine, chondroitin sulfate or hyaluronic acid. All of those um, joint supplements can cost you a dollar to two dollars per day. But MSM, if you need something inexpensive that you want to try on your horse, um, is great as a it's a sulfur. Obviously, it's a, a sulfur type thing. Um, it's great at regeneration of cells, anti-inflammatory, joint flexibility and helping your muscles heal um, and for healthy cells. So um, I love Dynamite's MSM. It's not like when you go to some feed stores, they'll have like made out of China MSM. And I don't trust it. I don't feel like it's as pure and might have fillers. So I definitely um, use that. I've got Rocky on it now that we're legging back up just to help him too as he gets back in shape. So I think um, MSM is a great option. If you don't want to do the full-on um, hyaluronic acid, controlled sulfate, you know, like some of the, the other ones. Like Dynamite also has Free and Easy or TNT, and those have everything. You know, it's like the whole array of joint stuff in there, probably like 12 different ingredients. But, but if you're just looking for one thing to give it a try, MSM can often help a lot of horses. The next question, how long to train um, to compete? And uh, to know if you have 1D potential. Um, that, that If you trained a lot of horses like I have, a lot of times you will feel it the first. Like if a horse comes into me in training and they have really solid basics and I start putting them on the pattern, I can usually feel it in the first 30 days if this horse has got a lot of raw talent. But as far as like training your own horse, you should at least give them one full year of basics you know, that's learning, you know, how to carry themselves, transitions, leads, side pass, rollbacks, backing, loose rainbow, um, you know, just, you know, disengaged hindquarters, face flexing, collection work, uh, hip in, shoulder out, you know, soft ribs, just 
a, a year of foundation and um and then i would say another year of teaching them the pattern and slow exhibitions hauling and for exposure getting used to things and then their first year of their novice year you should start to see if the talent is there so now we've got you know two years of training and we're starting our first year of competition and you will certainly know by the fourth year the open year um what you have and honestly that's based on three to five three to five rides per week and hauling um two to four times a month and um and I think then you would absolutely have a solid seasoned horse and know what you have. Now, there might be glimpse of showing 1D potential their first six months in competition. Um, and obviously, the more experienced you are, the more you might see it uh, sooner. And if you're starting out too and you're learning and you're just starting to train horses, it might take you longer. So the next question, um, legging up after a break. What's the proper way uh, to do that? Now, if it's just a break because you gave them a break, it's one thing. If it's a break because of your veterinarian due to a lameness, you would want to work closely with your vet. And, you know, some of them might say hand walk for 10 minutes a day. And then they might say, you know, add five minutes each week. Or when you get back in the saddle, they might say walking straight lines only or if the first month. And then you can add straight line trotting five or 10 minutes, you know, blah, blah, blah. So work closely with your vet on that. But my general rule of thumb is for if I give a horse one week off, I give them one week back riding before competition. Um, if I give them 30 days off, I give them 30 days to leg back up. It's just like you if you're ever sick for the flu or something. Um, you get weak pretty fast. Or let's just say you go on a vacation, hang out on the beach for a week. When you start riding that next week, you might need a week to get back, get your legs back. So I would say um, if your horse was off for 90 days, so basically you want to meet it month per month until you reach the 90 days. And then um, that would be good for any horse that's off for three months to a year. Within 90 days, you should be pretty legged up to go do whatever it is that you want to do based on riding four days a week for 30 minutes at a time. So if I'm off a week, one week. If I'm off 30 days, 30 days. And then, you know, same thing. Up to 90 days for three months to a year, um, four days a week, 30 minutes in the saddle. <clears throat> that would be my general rule of thumb. And I would also um, start with straight line work, um, not a lot of circle work, not a lot of pattern work, um, just, you know, generally straight lines and mix up starting mainly walking and trotting um, the first month and maybe not even loping till the second month if they've been off for a long time. Because you don't want to injure anything. And just like you, it takes time to get that stretching and that strength back. And I can tell you for sure from my hip, um, you know, going up and down the stairs and stuff. It, the first month was hard. The second month, it's super strong. So it just takes time. So the next question, how do you get confidence back after you have a baby or possibly an accident, um, surgery, or a long break? You know, that one is one of those things where I think it's a light bulb moment for everybody. Some people are just fearless and, you know, usually younger people, especially, they'll just, you know, no matter what happened, they just get back on. But other people, maybe you're like, you know, I'm a mom now. I can't afford to get hurt or I'm on my own now. If I get hurt, who's going to pay the bills or, um, 
or, you know, I just had surgery. I don't know if my hip is strong enough yet or my arm or my leg, you know, or I had an accident. I got bucked off a horse I'm, or my horse fell down with me and, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm just not feeling too secure. So I will tell you this, the best way for me, and I'll just share how it works for me. And I've seen it work this way for many of my clients is to start with that teamwork and that connection with your horse. Just start spending time with them, brushing them, saddling them, uh, lunging them. You don't even have to ride them. Face flex them, disengage their hind end, yield their front end. Um, just spend time doing that for a couple weeks. And then when you want to go do that first ride, you can do it in a small area, a round pen, an arena. Um, you can have someone present there. And you don't even have to do much the first day. If you want to just get on and get off, you can. Um if you want to just get on and face flex and get off, you can. Or get on and walk around the arena once and get off, you can. You can just do it in increments. You don't have to rush it. There will be a point where you go, I feel safe. I feel ready. And I know I felt that way the first time I got on. You know, it was like, do I trust this new joint? Do I uh, hope my horse doesn't do something stupid, zig or zag? You know, my, my hip doesn't hold, Does it doesn't dislocate. So, you know, I had all those things in my mind. So definitely I understand when when people feel that way, when they come back from any kind of thing like an injury or surgery or having a child, anything like that. So just give yourself time and you will know when you're ready. And it there is no set time frame, but the best way to do it is in increments. And um, I would highly recommend that. Okay, to get into the topic for today, and there are three things to help you succeed, and that can be in barrel racing, in life, career, whatever, um, to help you meet your goals. My my business, TLC Barrels, has been successful um, for 30 years, for 30 plus years now, by doing these three things. So, um, like I said, you can apply it, though, in any situation, a career, life, or barrel racing. The first thing and really most important thing is just being consistent, doing something every day towards your goal. Number one, you can practice. Number two, you can work out. Uh, number three, you spend time riding. Number four, you uh, send videos to your coach or watch your videos. Um, number five, you listen to podcasts or watch training videos or go to clinics. Uh, number six, you write down your goals and have a journal that you have your goals and your schedule written down on. So that's all something. Those are just examples, six examples of things you can do daily. The second thing is to take care of you and your horse. Um, exercise, getting yourself fit, um, uh, strength, stretching, cardiovascular, same for your horse. Your horse not only needs conditioning rides, they need stretching rides. Uh, I mean, stretching things you can do for them, stretch their legs, stretch their necks. Um, you know, you can do uh, more with your slow work, getting back to basics, keeping them soft and supple and responsive than just spending time on the pattern. Um, that's really important. The second thing is nutrition and diet. You know, People do best when they're eating kind of like a Mediterranean diet, when they're having lean meats and nuts and vegetables and fruits and, and they stay healthier that way than eating processed or sugar or flour or things like that as much um, excess carbs. So same with our horses. Our horses need a healthy, good quality hay. 
uh, or forage or grass pasture. And then they might need a good quality vitamin mineral supplement. And some horses or harder keepers might need a, a feed for a fat supplement. Um, easy keepers don't need that. So, you know, you're going to need to base it on the individual needs. It's just like people. Some people have a better metabolism than others and horses can be the same way. Some are more like race horses and some are just fat looking at food. So, um, so, you know, base, base the need of your horses, uh, diet, nutrition, um, you know, even if you cut calories because they're easy keeper, still make sure they're getting the quality vitamin and minerals that they need. Um, the third thing is, you know, working, having a village of people that you work closely with, your doctor for you, your veterinarian, you know, chiropractor, body work, um, dentist, a farrier that you work closely with. All of those things are so important. And of course, number four, that schedule, having a schedule that you go to that you're, you know, it doesn't have to be daily if you're real busy and hectic. It can be a weekly schedule. You know, I'm going to ride every other day. I'm going to work out every other day and just kind of set it up like that. Um, so those are four suggestions for that. And then number three um, is check in with your coach for feedback. The biggest thing when people are trying to um, improve, sometimes you want to do it all on your own, but sometimes it really helps to have someone who believes in you and is positive and, you know, is uh, able to give you some outside fresh eyes of things that you can improve on. And, um, and that's really key as well. And that coach could be coaching you on maybe your horse uh, basics. They have some holes in their training. Maybe it's your rider cues that need a little bit of tune-up. Um, you know, maybe it's just a foundation overall um, that needs some work. Uh, maybe it's just going to be some specific tune-up areas on the barrels and the poles. Um, a lot of times when we're not sure on things, the best thing you can do is break things down into smaller steps. So um, the best way to trust a goal or a dream is to work it backwards. Um, so, so, so for instance, um, you know, paying attention to detail daily, um, that's really important. Um, but sometimes you just need to break things down more. So let's say I'm having trouble in my turns then let's go back and just look at the um, circles. How are my circles? Are my circles correct? Does my horse let me guide their eye or nose to the inside? Do they keep their shoulder up and out? Do they keep their ribs soft to the outside, their hip in and under? Are they balanced when they lope, not front heavy or back heavy or stiff, not rushing, but rather a, a fluid collected rhythm cadence on a loose rein uh, working off my seat does my horse work off my body and my eyes and very little hand or leg um you know do they understand um what i'm communicating so those are all areas where you can uh, break things down into smaller pieces and you would start with their face are they broken the face left right down how about the shoulder how about the ribs how about the hip um once you connect to all the body parts, that's going to connect to their brain and then their hoof placement. What about you? Do you know how to post on your outside diagonal, your inside diagonal? Do you know how to uh, get your horse to collect just from your uh, seat and legs? Um, do you know how to get your horse to back off 
back up off seat and legs. You know how to um, communicate with your horse, with your eyes and your hips, um, shoulders. You know, do, do you have that kind of communication? So all these things add up. And um, that's what I'd like you to really kind of pay attention to. So I'm going to close today by saying to you, um, you can still be, and this is more on the mental game of it. So, so my three things for, to help you succeed in your barrel racing, um, or life or your career is one, do something daily Two, take care of you and your horse three and check in with someone for feedback, you know, whoever your mentor or someone you feel comfortable going to with advice for advice. Um, I want to share with you while you're chasing your dreams, you can still be strong, but still struggle. We all have those days where, you know, things are really harder. Um, you can still have a dream and believe in yourself and believe in it and still have setbacks and, and know that it's going to require hard work. Life is a bunch of zigs and zags. It's never just a straight line to your goal or your dream. It's a lot of zigging and zagging for everybody. So there will be setbacks and it will require your hard work. You know, you just can't, you know, say, oh, this is what I want to do and it's going to happen. You have to put in the time. You have to work hard at it. But know and believe that it can still happen, that it will still happen. We have to live in the I can, I will Instead of I can't, I won't, I don't, we have to be positive. And all of those things are, are going to help you achieve that goal or that dream that you have. So just be aware of that. And um, there will be days where you feel struggling, but there's going to be days where you feel happy and strong and you're nailing it and you feel good about it. But just realize that that's going to be part of it. There's going to be easy days. There's going to be hard work days, there's going to be setback days, but no matter what, um, if you want that dream or that goal, you just have to believe in it and work at it and it will happen. So, um, thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. And as always, God bless y'all and ride with heart.